Luke chapter 1, verse number 53. And he hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent away empty. If you've already had enough, if you're already full, then God don't have anything else for you. But if you're hungry, he's still got good things. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Uh, last week, I think the title was, Are You Still Hungry? The title for this week, I suppose, is, Are You Still Hungry? Father, I love you. I pray you'll talk to us out of your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, open our minds to understand what you want to say. God, I pray you'll take every one of my thoughts away. Let me speak only yours. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let me speak what you want spoken, nothing more, nothing less. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. And with that, you can be seated. Thank you for standing for such a... a, a, a well, you know what? It felt good. And, and not everybody stood the whole time. If you were tired, you sat down. I saw Sister Ella back there. You sat. You, you know, they got the Holy Ghost where they were seated. And, uh, and I walked by her, and I just laid my hand on her because I wanted her to keep interceding for what was going on. And then when she felt the unction to do so without having to be prompted by anybody, she went over and she started praying with people. And I, I, got, a, I got a revelation for you that was new to me just a few months ago. Uh, but, but maybe it shouldn't have been. I'll just be honest. It shouldn't have been a revelation, but it was, and I want to share it with you. When a saint of God lays their hand on you begins to pray... You're being prayed for by a great person. We, we don't need to have this attitude. I need, the, I, need the, I need the pastor to come pray for me. I need Brother Pat to come pray for me. I sure wish Brother Tommy would come pray for me. If we'll have the attitude when somebody lays their hand on us or if they, they take our hand, if we will have the attitude, God, I thank you that you sent this great man or woman of God. To pray for me. Because I guarantee you, there's some stuff that you don't have that, or that you have that I don't. Sister Ella, there's some stuff you got that I need. Well, I'm just going to move on. But uh, Well, let me, let me just talk to you a little bit. Is that okay? And uh, if, if you won't look at the clock, I won't. I didn't get one amen out of that, so I better look up here. All right. Are you still hungry? Let me, let me tell you what I, I felt like the Lord nudged me the other day. This has been a few weeks ago. That there are people in this congregation that only have a seed form of ministry in your lives. God has planted something in you. But as to this point, it is only a seed. Um, whenever I was in 6th or 7th grade... Uh, I, I really did learn some stuff in school, and uh, I, I didn't know it was going to be useful, but but it, but it turns out it is. I, I learned whenever I was in in uh, uh, in middle school that there are there are seeds that can stay dormant for long periods of time until they're in the right condition. You know, you can you can take seeds. Uh, that if you keep them dry and you keep them at the right temperature, uh, that, that, that they'll stay good for decades and even centuries. 
And then when they're put in the right condition, they will grow. There are some seeds that, uh, that are uh, uh, pine tree, some type of pine, uh, that will never germinate until after a forest fire. God programmed them. So they, they, there's these seeds that are falling. They, they grow in the, in the Rockies. These seeds fall every year out of these trees. But, but they'll never germinate until a forest fire comes through, wipes everything out. But God preserved a seed to grow whenever the conditions were right. And I feel like there are, there's a seed of ministry in, in basically everybody in this room. And don't let the enemy tell you that's not me. There's a seed of ministry that is waiting to be put in the right conditions to grow. Um, Mark chapter, and I, I hope the, the video folks can keep up with me. If they can't, that's okay. But Mark chapter 3 and verse number 13 says, He goeth up to a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, that they might send them forth to preach, that he might send them forth to preach, that power, power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. I, uh, I ask the young preachers this question often. I'll ask you this same question. What was Jesus' primary calling in those men's lives? Shh, y'all can't answer. Because I've beat you over the head with this verse. You're not allowed to answer. Brother Matt, you can't answer either, and you can't try to give the answer to your mother-in-law sitting there. Let me read it again. He goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him, and he ordained twelve that they should be with him. And the first calling in everybody's life is to be with him. It's, it's, not, it's not to preach, it's not to, to be an intercessor, it's not to be a Bible study teacher, it's not, and we, you, we could, it's not to be a Sunday school teacher, it's not to be a, 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 a whatever, fill in the blank, anything. The first calling of everyone is to be with Him. I've heard this from numerous people in this church, I have a calling on my life. Some people are progressing toward doing something with that calling. Some people are not. Uh, But the first calling better be, He's calling me to be away with Him. Because that is the environment in which the seed of ministry can germinate and grow. And listen to me, I, I I don't care if you're 13 or 113 today. God can grow something in you. I, I was looking at this notebook. I, might have, I don't know if I've told you guys about this notebook that I have. Uh, it, it's this, this uh, you know, one of those good five-star ones with the plastic cover on it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That's all right. Some of y'all, if I talked about trapper keepers. Brother Josh like, what in the world is a trapper keeper, Pastor? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Some of y'all are reminiscing right now. 
Shh, I'm preaching. I have this little five-star notebook that um, I have on one page, baptized 121.02. And then, which is totally uncharacteristic for me because I don't, I don't, I'm not good at keeping journals and I'm not good at basically keeping anything organized. That's why I'm married. But the next day, I started just keeping track of what I read in the Bible. So 122.02, read Deuteronomy, whatever, whatever. And I, I, I would read 12, 15 chapters a day. Uh, one, one time I fasted from caffeine for a week. And then whenever I went to Sheets and I got that jumbo coffee with the extra chocolate and the... And uh, man, I read the whole book of Revelation. I read, I, I read like 45 chapters that because I was up till 3 a.m. I was like, this is wonderful. Uh, but, but, but Kevin, it was God called me to be with him. I, I, I would set my alarm because I wanted to make sure that I had at least enough time to pray 30 minutes and read my Bible for 30 minutes before I did anything. And uh, I, I, would, I would go through, you know, if, if it was a, a weekend or sometime whenever my schedule was different and, and that would get thrown out of whack and I, I didn't get to pray that day or I, I didn't get to, to read like I wanted to that day, I, I would feel like I was going into a depression. I mean, literally, I would feel so heavy, so burdened. So, and, and, and Sister Angie would tell me, you need to go pray. And she was right. Because sometimes... God allows us to feel that depression because He is calling us to Him. You can find that in the book of Daniel. Daniel said, I felt like I was all alone. God started to talk to him. He went into prayer. It was that, and, and please, I, I, I think you understand the spirit in which I'm sharing this. I'm not talking about me. I'm not trying to, to do anything like that. But it was the day after I got baptized and I started to keep track of that that stuff. I was not trying to be a preacher. I had absolute, I promise you, I had no aspirations of ever being a preacher. But God was calling me to be with Him. And if you'll listen to Him as He calls you to be with Him, He can cause to grow whatever seed He has already put on the inside of They would be with him. I, I, I'm, I'm convinced that, that hearing his voice is the most important thing that we can do. That it's the most important thing that we can pray for. We don't need to pray for miracles and we don't need to pray for money. We don't need to pray, whatever the situation, we don't need to pray for that stuff nearly as much as we need to pray, God, I want to hear your voice. Because if we hear his voice, and follow His voice, He's going to lead us to where He wants the miracle to happen. He's going to lead us to the people whose chains He's ready to break. He's going to lead us if we'll hear His voice. Jesus said this, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. It is a... This is going to be really strong, but it is a requirement... 
that we hear the voice of God. That, that doesn't mean that you hear this audible voice, God talking to you. I've never heard the audible voice of God. I don't guess I have. But I do know what it feels like when God gives me direction. When God nudges me. God gives me a little bit of insight. Uh, there's an individual in this, in this building that is very attuned to the voice of God. Uh, and, and when he gives me a word, I believe it. I want to hear the voice of God. My sheep hear my voice. He says this, and when he, uh, this is talking about the good shepherd. Uh, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Understand that there are all kinds of voices in the world that are purporting to be shepherds, that are purporting to be religious, that are purporting truth. And I'm not even talking about fake news. But we better be able to hear the voice of God. And by the help of God, over the next few weeks, few months, I don't know how long, how long I, that we'll park here, I want to bring us to a place where we hear the voice of God. God, if, if you want to hear the voice of God better, I mean, just raise your hand. I'll raise both. Because I'm not satisfied. God, I want to hear your voice. I, 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 don't want, I don't want to just seek your face in the middle of a catastrophe where I need desperately to hear you. I want to hear you on a daily basis. I, 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 want, to, I want to know your will on a daily basis. So I'll talk to you for a little bit here. Luke eighteen or Luke eight eighteen. He says, "Take heed, therefore, how you hear." Um, he didn't say, at least in this verse, he didn't say take heed what you hear, but he said take heed how you hear. The condition that we are in will affect how we hear, and in fact, the way that we respond. To what we hear. Uh, let, let, me, let me just illustrate real quickly. Because uh, you know. If, if, if you and mama are in a, in a little spat. Uh, you know. I, I, we won't go into any hypotheticals. But let's just say that you. And, and your sweetheart are in a little bit of a spat. And, and uh, you, you. Maybe you went to work. Maybe whatever. There's a little bit of physical distance between you. And. Uh, later on in the day, uh, you, you send your sweetheart a question and they respond with the word F-I-N-E. Now, the condition determined... I got spouses across the building looking at each other right now. The condition of your spirit makes a difference into what you hear. Did you hear? Fine. Or did you hear? Fine. Same word. But the condition... Jesus talked about the parable of the sower. And we're going to talk about the parable of the sower here in just a second. But the condition of the soil makes a tremendous difference about what the Word does in your life. 
And so Jesus talks about a sower went out to sow, and he did tell us that uh, the word, uh, the seed was the word. And so we're going to talk about the word of God, hearing the word of God, and uh, I, I, will, I will try to, to be, um, I'll, I'll try to obey the Lord tonight. Um, Mark chapter, now Brother Kevin told me to read out of Luke, so I'll read out of Luke. I told Brother Kevin I wanted to read the, the whole parable of the sower out of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And he said, no, Pastor, you can't do that. He said, it's Christmas. Read it out of Luke. Oh, whatever. Luke 8 and 5. We'll end up in Mark, okay? But I'm doing this for Brother Kevin. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it, and some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit and a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him In the book of Mark... Kevin, he said unto them, He that hath an ear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, uh, I should have given you the reference, this is Mark 4.11 now. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables." So Jesus was really, uh, he was in the habit of getting up and he would, he would tell this nice story. Uh, sower went out to sow, he tossed some down there on, on the road and, and it got trodden under by the foot of men and some birds came and ate it. And, and, he, and he sowed some on stony ground and it germinated, sprung up, then, then the sun got hot and killed it. And, then, and he told, he'd, he'd tell this story and part of the crowd would go, wow, that was a neat story, Jesus. But Mark chapter, chapter 4, verse number 10 says, When he was alone, they that were about him, somebody say, with the twelve. Now look at your neighbor, tell, I want, tell them, I want you to understand this. It was not just the twelve. They that were with him, with the twelve, asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Now, I want to know who you is. You was not just the twelve. You that are able to know that it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. It is to them that were willing to wait longer than the crowd. It was them that were hungry enough to follow Jesus around until He got by Himself. Say, Jesus, in fact, I know Jesus, you've got these twelve that you've already picked out and they're special and that's all, that's all well and good. But there was another group of people that came with the twelve that said, we've really got a desire to understand what it was that you were talking about. And Jesus said, unto you 
it is given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. I don't know if that does for you what it does for me. But that tells me that God is waiting to reveal things to people that are hungry. Uh, so, so I've come to ask you tonight, are you still hungry? Uh, Jesus, you've talked to me. Jesus, you filled me with the Holy Ghost. Jesus, you, you've done wonderful things in my life. But I'm, I want to know, are you still hungry? Because if you're willing to get alone with Him, if you're willing to spend extra time with Him, He's waiting to reveal things to you. Man. Uh, God wants to talk to you. You know, we got this, uh, all you theologians out there, to, to quote Jeff Arnold, but all, all of us theologians, we look from, from, from Malachi to Mark. I'm sorry, Malachi, see, I don't even know what the first book of the New Testament is. Malachi to Matthew, thank you very much. Uh, 400 years pass, and we refer to that as the 400 years of silence. Like God stopped talking at some point. I don't think it was an issue that God stopped talking. I think it was an issue that people stopped listening. He that hath an ear, let him hear. You can find it from the book of Genesis chapter number 1. God's talking. And you can find it in the book of Revelation, the next to last or two verses from the end. God's still talking. God wants to talk to us. He's looking for somebody. He that hath an ear. Let him hear. To the seven churches in, in the book of Revelation, he that hath an ear, let him hear. So why don't we, just can we lift our hands for a moment if you desire to hear. God, I want to hear. God, I'm willing. I, I'm willing to set some things aside. I'm willing to linger in your presence. I'm willing to go further than contemporaries. Ah. Mighty God, mighty God. I want to talk to you preachers for a minute. We're not looking for cute ideas and cute sermons and cute thoughts. We're getting alone with God so that if He determines to do so, He can give a word through us. I'm not looking for a cute sermon. Y'all figured that out because in two and a half years you ain't heard a good one yet, right? No, 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 I'm just kidding. It's been a couple, but Brother Josh preached them all. I want to hear God's voice. We're not here, gentlemen, to look good, to sound cool, to get accolades, to speak things that are eloquent. You are here to minister to men and women that need things from God. This is not a... Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It's not a prepared speech. It's God wants to talk. So Lord, let me hear. Hmm. Unto you. Somebody say unto you. It is unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to those that are without, to those that choose not to, they are only going to see the Word of God in parables. And, and so I'm, I, I've, I've already, I'm almost one-tenth of the way through the notes for tonight. So we'll just... He said, to those that are without. Why were they without? Or why were they outside of the group? Somebody tell me why. They weren't hungry. They didn't want it. He said, to those that are without, they will hear in parables. In other words, 
they're going to they're gonna get word from God, but it's just going to be gibberish. It's going to be a cute story. They are not going to understand the gravity. They're not going to understand what God means by it. It's, it's wow, that's good stuff. But they're not going to understand. And so, I, I, got, I got eight more points that I'm going to quit right now. I got one phrase for you that I want you to remember for the rest of your life. Never read the Bible alone. What do you mean? You know, I've got to get my girlfriend, have her read it with me. No. You always get to read it with the author. You always get to read it with the author. And the author always wants to explain it. But you've got to have a hunger. If you want to be on the Mount of Transfiguration, there's some mountains to climb before you get there. If you want to see things that nobody else sees, if you want to understand things that nobody else has understood, it's going to take a little bit of dedication. It's going to take a desire. I, I, you know, there's stuff in that book I don't understand. I, please take this in the, in the spirit with which I give it to you, which I hope is a humble spirit. When I came to God, and God found me, I was 21 years old, I really didn't know Job from Job. Brother Pat, we didn't know nothing. I, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew there was Old Testament news. I knew a few things. I, I didn't know about Daniel's image. Melchizedek. I didn't know that stuff. Brother Pat... Some of you grew up and, and your parents read you Bible stories whenever you were a kid. Some of you didn't. But God is no respecter of persons. And whether, whether you grew up on a, on a church pew or you've never sat on a church pew till tonight, I don't care what your condition is, God revealeth His secrets. God, oh, I wish somebody would get with me right now because the psalmist prayed, Lord, open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. And I don't care if you've got a PhD in G-O-D or you've never heard the name of Jesus before. If you'll begin to pray, God, I want to understand. God, I want to see things in your word. I want to understand you. I want to understand your word. God is no respecter of persons. God. Oh, just, just stand. I, I really am going to stop. Just stand. God is a speaking God. Huh, I'm back to it. I, I can't get away from this. Elijah is on the top of that mountain. There's earthquakes. And there's fire. And there's wind. All this stuff. But God wasn't in any of that. But where was He? And then, a still, small. Lord, talk to us today. We, we don't need any music. You're good.